Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. And we're back with another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. My name's Connor. I am the voice behind the Wealthy Homes Podcast, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. And I just wanted to remind everybody on this podcast or anybody who listens and tunes in week in, week out, you've probably recognized that I don't do any type of commercials or or anything like that. I do not get compensated at all for this podcast. If anything, it's a negative for me just because of the, the cost for the platforms, the cost for the microphones, the cost for all the equipment, and the continual cost going forward for all the subscriptions and stuff I have to have to even produce this podcast. So I'm not making money on it. It doesn't, it doesn't provide me with some substantial income. And there's very few actual podcasts that profit from, you know, what they do as a, as a podcast. So I want to put that misnomer to bed as something that doesn't happen on this podcast. It is truly me just giving out advice and, and tips and tricks for everyday people to be able to, to do well with their money and to be able to create wealth. So today I was thinking about a, a social media post that came up and it was talking about YOLO. And I was like, man, I haven't heard that in a while. And then it really got me thinking was that was kind of like a big saying with the millennial generation, with my generation, especially early on in, in our careers or in our lives. And then it started to make me think that this mindset has actually gotten into our financial life. And it is not a good thing for the millennial generation. It is not a good mindset to have. Yes, it does have some good with it. And, and I know it had good intentions when the whole thing came out. But when it comes to your finances, it is not a good decision. And often with YOLO, it means it's immediate gratification. And it's not the delayed gratification that we teach and preach in this podcast. So for this episode, I just wanted to basically go into it why the YOLO mindset is not good for your finances and how it can put you on the wrong path to financial success. So the first part when it comes to the YOLO is again that immediate gratification. And usually you've put yourself into a bad situation, whether that is buying a car, searching for apartments, making any kind of purchase, whether that's in the grocery line or a big major purchase is that you have that mindset of you only live once. And that often, uh, that immediate gratification is taking away from that future value of something else. But usually what comes with that YOLO mindset, especially early on, especially for a millennial, equals debt. They went into the car dealership lot. They just got out of college. They got their first quote unquote real job. I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a, a, a car. Or I'm going to go buy a truck or I'm going to, this is my first nice car that I've owned that wasn't purchased by my parents or by myself when I was in high school. And that just digs you into the first hole. And then it goes to the next thing of I'm buying a, a ring or something like an engagement ring for my spouse. I'm going to get married. So I'm going to just, you only live once and you only have one marriage or one wedding. So I'm going to go all in on that, spend so much money and it just keeps on escalating. It's just you're always going to have the new thing that's going to happen to you for the first time. And without proper planning, 
that is going to equal you being in debt for for whatever that purchase might be or it's going to set you back financially so you can't use that money or those assets or your income to be able to produce wealth so the biggest thing when it comes to whether you've already are in debt or you're fighting off debt is to make sure that you come into any of those purchases with a plan and i can think of just you just going into a grocery line as you're checking out there's two aisles on both sides of you trying to get you to impulse buy on whatever it is whether it's a magazine piece of candy i know yesterday i was in the menards line getting some stuff for a home project and this lady's like man i wish they wouldn't put this here and as she's reaching in and grabbing an ice cream bar at like three o'clock in the afternoon that (laughs) that's that is the definition of an impulse buy and those little purchases can add up, but it's often not the, the little purchases that really are setting you back. It's the big ones. You walked onto a car dealership lot. You walked into a, a situation where you're trying to look for somewhere to rent. And maybe that's because you just got a new job and you're like immediately needing to up a place to live. And you're just looking at the first place that, that comes by. Not going through and shopping and making a plan of what you need and why you need it. I can think of a, a quick story, and and this was me just again the the YOLO mindset and an impulse buy. A couple friends and I, we went to Silver Lake Sand Dunes, and during that weekend, it was one of the Jeep invasions, and so everybody had all these really cool Jeeps. We went on the dunes with my buddy's truck, and and man, it just made me want a cool Jeep that I could go to the dunes with. And so what am I doing? I'm scouring marketplace for the next like week. Finally find this Jeep over in Detroit. Drove over there. I had the money. I bought it. <laughs> Complete impulse buy. Getting it home. The things like overheating, the radiators leaking. I'm like, once I get home, then it starts to set in. Holy smokes, I just bought this thing. It's a money pit already. And I haven't even, I just got into the driveway. And I spent like the next whole week just detailing it, undercoating it, basically just shining up this, really it was a turd or it was a pig. It was not the best looking or the the most mechanically driven Jeep, but just trying to shine it up so I could get rid of it because I knew I made a mistake when it came to my finances. And luckily I came out ahead. I I made $1,000 on the deal, but I made a mistake. I went through and made an impulse buy and didn't think and plan ahead of, okay, hey, I'm getting married in a couple of months. It probably is not a good purchase to make. And I just encourage you, if you found yourself in that situation or you find your friends or family in that situation where they just gotten to a point where they can make a big financial decision, maybe this is a time to step in and say, hey, why don't you pump the brakes for just a second? I know you've got a lot of emotions rolling. But just step back, step back and make a good financial decision that's going to be good for you in the long term. And Nicole and I were talking just the other day and we were talking about different things that we were planning on doing with the house and and some of the different projects that we wanted to do. And Nicole's like, you know, one thing I can really respect that you do that I was not raised that way is that you do do a lot of planning and Right now we're trying to redo our back room and it's been kind of a longer project than I've wanted to, but just between work and having kids and everything and then summer, I've kind of pushed it off onto the back burner and now it's kind of on the front burner. But 
by going through this project, she sees how much I plan for it. She knows that, hey, I'm not at the point where I need flooring, but I know I'm going to need it. So I've been shopping and shopping for weeks and weeks and if not months, looking at different pricings, what stuff's on sale, what type of flooring I want to go with, what's going to look good, what's going to match. And finally, I found a really good deal. It was a liquidation sale, but only certain Menards were, were holding it. And even some of them only had one or two cases. And so I had to go search for, for Menards like an hour away to make sure I found the quantity I needed for, for that project. If I was like a lot of other people, hey, I'm doing the project. I've got to the point where I need flooring. I just headed up to Menards and just picked out one that was just on sale and I'm paying MSRP. Maybe I get the 11% off. That's great. But I didn't do a lot of planning. And because I did do some planning, I saved a couple hundred dollars just on the flooring cost that I can put elsewhere. And then that also goes to my bottom line on my house. So that YOLO mindset can often equal debt or bad financial decisions. So if you just find yourself in that or find somebody or your family in that or your spouse, just telling them, hey, let's just pump the brakes. Let's hold on for just a moment because we don't want to make this just an impulse financial decision. We want this to be a good decision for us financially long term. Now, I'm not going to hit too much on debt just because I've, I've covered this in previous podcasts and I'll probably do it in future episodes as well. Uh, but if you want to go back and, and listen to those, those would be like episode 18, which is crushing debt. Episode two is another great one. And then episode 24, and that's budgets that stick. Those will all help you in that journey of paying off debt and ways to get out of debt if that financial burden is, is weighing down on you. But I want to talk more about the delayed gratification and, and kind of fighting off that YOLO mindset, which is the immediate gratification. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any time now, you're probably seeing some similarities in different episodes. And that's just that delayed gratification of putting money into some kind of an investment and letting that grow for, for years and years and letting that compounding of interest work. And I know I talked about this in a different episode, and I talked about that in episode 27, which is the power of compounding interest, the eighth wonder of the world. So I won't hammer this too much, but I just wanted to, to reiterate why it's important to, to delay that gratification of, of your money. Now, a while back, I met with some students at Olivet College and, and gave a presentation on some different things and financial concepts and tips and tricks. And one of the biggest things that I hammered down to them and, and wanted to explain to them is how important it was to put money away early. And one of the just simple examples I gave them, it's just anything, anybody could do this in a financial calculator. But what I showed them was just if you put $5,000 away, and in their example, I used like a percentage of, of an income basically to get the same amount of money. But basically, if you put $5,000 a year into some type of an investment earning 8% interest, and if they were to look at their account at age 65, what was the difference in if they started at age 25 versus age 30? So right out of college or waiting a couple of years, until, until life slows down, which by the way, never happens. So if you were to invest at age 30 and you had 35 years for that money to compound, the total amount that you would have or future value is $861,584. If you were to start at age 25 and have 40 years of compounding interest, again, same example, $5,000 a year, 8% interest, the total dollar amount would be 1,295,282. 
so those five years, and in total, you have put away $25,000 that cost you around $410,000 in interest that could have been compounded in those later years. And that's the cost of buying the car, buying, you know, whatever, <laughs> making those special big purchases up front, those YOLO mindsets that you would have at the very beginning that's setting you back financially, especially long-term. And those are very, very costly mistakes that people can make. And, th and it's pretty easy. $5,000, especially this day and age, can be spent pretty easily, whether that's in home projects, a ring, the heck, that's going to make barely make a dent on a car payment or you know a down payment on a car. So making sure that you're prioritizing investing that money over the long-term because Retirement is coming at some point. I mean, it does sound really far away, but making sure that you're making that conscious decision, again, that delayed gratification for your investments instead of that immediate. Another thing that I wanted to hammer down, and I don't talk about this too much just because I usually bring on real estate professionals to talk about this, but it is super important because when I do financial plans for people, a good amount of their wealth, especially as a young millennial, isn't homeownership. And not enough millennials are jumping into the, the housing market and you can insert whatever reason, high interest rates, high home prices, you know, they're not making enough college debt, but the reality is a lot of them are just too scared to jump in and not play the game. And I saw this so many with some of my friends or family that they were waiting to buy that house for, for a number of reasons. They thought the housing market was too hot. It was too competitive. You know, maybe they didn't have the down payment that they were really looking for. They wanted the 20% down. You know, you can insert a whole bunch of different reasons, but it, it, it cost them big time. And I know I was pretty early. I bought my first house at almost 22. I was 23 in five days, but Buying a house was so important for me financially, mainly because I didn't want to pay rent. So I knew if I paid rent to some landlord, that was just wasted money. It wasn't going towards anything, whether that was debt repayment for a mortgage or you're not partaking into the interest rate of your, of your house growing. But that was one thing that I knew right away when I was getting out of college was I want to save money as quick as I can to buy a house. I know I saw a lot of my friends that were waiting for whatever reason, and a lot of the time I had to have a conversation with them. I can think of one friend, he was looking to buy a house, and he was even looking at buying my house at one point, and you know, we talked later on, and he's like, man, I made such a mistake. I was just waiting. I was just saving a bunch of money, and I should have just got in. I cost myself way more by waiting than if I would have just jumped in at that point in time and and just bought a house. And and that's another thing too, and I'll get into this a little bit later, is making sure you buy the right house. Don't just jump in to play the game, but making sure that you're prioritizing, again, another investment. And housing's not the greatest investment, but it's not the worst one either. I can think of another friend too. He was paying a pretty good amount of, of, of rent to an apartment building that he was in. It was a really nice apartment building. It had a lot of extra amenities and stuff like that, which he didn't use. <laughs> and But I had talked to him. And I'm like, hey, man, you're spending over $1,000 a month buying rent. And this was five, six years ago now. And I'm like, hey, 
I bought my house. It's not the greatest house, but I'm paying $600 a month for, for my mortgage payment. So you're spending way more to not have any ownership. And yeah, you, you do pay to be able to be kind of liquid with where you're living and that kind of a thing, but it's hurting you financially. Well, he ended up taking my advice. He went out and bought a house a couple months later. It wasn't the best financial decision for him, but he was very smart in that he started to rent that house out when he kind of hit some financial hard times. And he had more recently sold that house, and I think he made over $100,000, which I should be sending my bill to him. But um, just making sure you have that mindset again to to invest not only in in the stock market, but also in real estate as well. And the first point of investing in real estate should be investing in your home. You have to have a place to live. You have to pay rent of some kind, and you want to make sure that rent gets paid back to yourself making sure that you go out, find a really good real estate agent and and really start building towards that milestone or that stepping stone for you when it comes to home ownership. Now, when it comes to buying a house, of course, buy one that makes sense. Don't just go out and again, having that YOLO mindset of I only live once, let's go out and buy the biggest and baddest house that's going to be Instagram worthy. No, go out and buy a, a, a stepping stone house. It doesn't have to be perfect. Both of my houses were not even close to being perfect. They were very old houses. They were from the 1950s. They needed a lot of work. And yeah, it's been a lot of hard work and dedication and, and sleepless nights at times, but it's been worth it. That money that I've put back into the house, I'll get out no problem with interest just because I did a lot of the work myself or was very smart about what things I had somebody do for me. And another thing to think about is is making sure that your payment or your mortgage payment is less than 25% of your gross income. I know sometimes they say around 35% or 33%, but I would try to make it just a quarter of what you make goes towards that mortgage payment. And the reason for that is it leaves a lot of extra money for other things, whether that is investments, whether that's building up the emergency fund once you do deplete that, whether that is allows you some extra money if you get a promotion and then your spouse decides to quit. There's a lot of different things that you want to look at when it comes to buying that house and making sure that's a good financial decision long term. Again, not having that YOLO mindset. So again, if you find yourself not owning a home right now or in the process, look long term, make sure it's a good financial decision for you long term. And one thing I can say too is making sure that you see yourself living in that area, whether that's the same job or doing something in that area for at least five to seven years. It just makes sure that even if the the market stays pretty stagnant, that you're going to be able to get that money out when you do sell it. Um, just making sure that that time frame works for you. If it doesn't, then yes, maybe sometimes renting or something like that makes more sense just because it allows you to move to be able to get a bigger and better job. Now, there's a lot of different things that I could have talked about just in this one episode. and I had just had to cherry pick three main things that I thought were the most important when it came to how the YOLO mindset could affect you long term and, and steer you in the wrong direction financially. But I asked ChatGBT and even looked at some different articles, and these were 10 different things that could affect you when it comes to the YOLO mindset, and that's financial implications. So again, this is like spending your money wrong, increased debt, inadequate savings, 
missed investment opportunities. This could be like FOMO, fear of missing out, making the wrong decision and timing the market because you know you heard somebody made a lot of money on whatever stock or in in home ownership. So making sure that they're making the right decision there. Delayed home ownership, kind of hit that one. Limited career focus. This would be like jumping jobs too often to to chase an income rather than bettering your career overall. Lack of financial planning. So making these small immediate decisions that's going to affect you long term when it comes to your financial plan. Your mental health impact. These mental health struggles can come from debt and just mismanaging your finances and, and creating financial obligations which can create uncertainty and anxiety and stress. This can also be putting your money in the wrong places. And, and I've talked about this in one of my previous episodes too, and that is episode 17, The Heart of Giving. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back there. Another one on this list was limited investment education and then inadequate safety nets. That one's pretty self-explanatory, but again, if you're making bad immediate decisions, it's not allowing you to put savings into to those safety nets that you need, whether that be an emergency fund. So again, just kind of reviewing what we went over in this podcast and the, and the YOLO mindset and trying to shove that back to the back of your brain and just saying, okay, am I making an immediate decision based on this mindset or am I making a good decision long-term financially? So again, avoiding debt, making sure we're not making some kind of rash decision based on emotion looking at your investments and getting in as quick as possible to play the game and, and allow that compounding of interest to work. And then that same thing goes for home ownership, making sure you're making a good decision when it comes to buying a home, but being able to, to, to partake in home ownership and, and all the benefits that that provides, whether that's paying off the debt and that equity going back to yourself or the interest that your, your home is making as well. So there are just some different things to think about. If any of these sparked an interest or something that you want to talk to me or another financial advisor about, I would encourage you to do so. My phone number here at the office is 269-978-6000, or you can reach me by email at cbowserman, B-A-U-S-E-R-M-A-N at H-I-R-E-P dot net. All right. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowserman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowserman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.